Welcome to Red Zone What's up, everybody? We are back for college football DFS. Another year. Hopefully, everybody had a great offseason and you've been following along because uh, with this whole transfer portal, uh, we're going to have a lot of new faces in a lot of new places. So, welcome back here, Red Zone DFS. Uh, my name is Vinny and covering uh, DraftKings mainly, but DFS overall for college football here. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button on the video or subscribe, please. It does help us a ton, encourage us to do more content, and uh, it's really appreciated. So before we get started, just want to kind of touch on a few main points here, uh, especially when we're talking just DFS overall, but mainly college. Uh, when we are getting through uh, or I'm going through my process, you know, I'm typically looking at a few things, right? I'm starting out looking at team totals, spreads, gambling odds, pace of uh, the offense, how many plays they're running. Are they more run heavy, pass heavy? Stats, obviously, and rankings uh, for different uh, position groups when we get those. Early in the year, we're kind of SOL, as you guys know. So doing our best to kind of read through the tea leaves here and come up with some great uh, matchups and where we think we can go and get an advantage early in the season. Next point, uh, in terms of DFS on college, Make sure you're stacking. Uh, college football is very volatile. As you all know, um, if you believe in something, you believe in an offense, you believe in a matchup, make sure you're stacking, especially in those tournaments and GPPs. Um, third point, pay attention leading up to kickoff. College football, more than anything, is the least transparent, I would say. Um, even though they pay the players now, they're not a professional sport. So the reporting of who's eligible, who's playing, injuries, all that, it's very hit or miss. Um, I usually follow on Twitter. So follow me there at the notorious VJO. Um, and I'm usually retweeting things leading up to the game, um, in terms of guys who are not suited up, guys might not be playing all that kind of stuff. And remember guys, we are playing fantasy sports. Fantasy points are what we're going for, not real football. So I think that's one key point to keep in mind when we're talking through college DFS here. Let's jump to it, to the slate. Week zero, baby. Uh, we have a few games here that are um, very interesting slate to kick things off, uh, needless to say. We have UMass, first game on the slate at New Mexico State. New Mexico State is a seven and a half point favorite with a 44 over under. Um, New Mexico State, look, they have a decent team total of 26 at home. Uh, Pavia is their quarterback and I think has pretty good upside, especially um, there's been a, there was a few games last year where he really popped off and Cordell David is a really good player. So, um, New Mexico state's getting the favorite, but I think the thing to keep in mind on this game is UMass has completely turned over this roster. Uh, there are, I mean, they're not quite Colorado, but they're not far off. So it's a little bit tough to kind of decipher who these guys are, or what they're going to be. Um, but I think the spread's a little high. Both of these teams were not good last year. Seven and a half is, I mean, Pretty interesting. Um, UMass, we'll talk about, got a few transfers in the door. If those guys pan out, could be really interesting um, as far as keeping them in these games. So that's kind of the overview on game one. Next, we have Ohio visiting San Diego State. Um, 49 and a half over under or total. San Diego State is a three-point favorite. Um, we have Maiden is going to be the quarterback for San Diego State. Had an up and down year last year in terms of fantasy production. Uh, we have Christian should be the number one running back, although there is a little bit of 
I guess, iffiness there. There's a few ores on that depth chart. So um, all roads are kind of pointing towards Charlie, or I'm sorry, um, Keenan Christian, but we'll see what kind of what happens there. Uh, but the team lost a ton of guys uh, from last year's team. I think there's quite a bit of unknown for the San Diego State group. The other side of the ball is where I have more interest. Uh, Ohio is one of the better teams, I think, in the MAC, and then some injuries hit them. They should be primed to have a really good year. Um, we have Curtis Rourke returning at quarterback. He was the MAC player of the year. He is coming off of an ACL injury. There was a lot of people unsure if he'd be ready to start the year this year. Um, you've got, um, let's see, at running back, we have Sai Bangura, um, one of the better players on the slate. The dude is going to absolutely carry the rock and tote, uh, be the lead rusher on this offense, but then also will catch balls and be a part of the passing game. You've got Sam Wiglas, who is by far the number one option for them last year in the passing game. Um, you've got Jacoby Jones back as well. So these guys are pretty interesting. Um, Cross is his number two receiver, but I think Jacoby Jones is the big play guy. He should see more snaps and be more of a part of this offense this year. So in my opinion, I like Ohio in this game. Um, I'm taking the points there, um, but it should be a good one. Next up, we go Hawaii to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is on the bottom end of the spectrum for the SEC teams, but compared to the rest of the, uh, of the country, still a damn damn good football team. Um, they're a 17-point favorite with a 55 total. This is going to be a weird one, um, just telling you guys right off the bat. You've got Hawaii coming off of what's been an extremely emotional last couple of weeks, if you've been paying attention. Um, all the victims and the fire out there. Obviously, prayers up to everybody out there on the island, especially on Maui. But Hawaii's got some emotion on their side. Vanderbilt, on the other hand, their stadium is being constructed and not done yet. I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to look. Um, God, I love college football. And it's supposed to be at 100 degrees with humidity um, on Saturday there in Nashville. So Vanderbilt has a 36-team total, which we like. Um, they've got A.J. Swan. They've got uh, three of their leading receivers are back in the fold. Uh, their offensive line, I think the entire offensive line returns. Vanderbilt should win this game. Um, again, 17-point favorite. Hawaii has not been good defensively for as long as I can remember. They've got a few interesting pieces on offense, which we'll talk about, but I like Vanderbilt in this game. Um, they're definitely going to be one of the teams that I look to stack here uh, on this slate. We then have... Let's touch on this one real quick. Florida International at Louisiana Tech, 58 and a half total. Uh, La Tech is 11 point favorite. Honestly, there's a few pieces on in this game that I like, a few players from last year or that are getting really hyped up in camp, which we'll touch on. But overall, I'm not stacking this one. I think this game has probably the least interest for me in terms of quarterback play. Um, so they're not going to be real stack options for me, but obviously 58 and a half total. I think there's definitely some room here. Uh, to operate with some guys, especially on the cheap side. And then we'll go San Jose State, pays a visit to USC to get their lashings uh, to start the year. Not sure what uh, USC paid San Jose State to take this game, but um, look, I live in the Bay Area. San Jose State has improved tremendously as a program. They're um, a solid program. They used to be absolutely bottom of the barrel, one of the worst in the country. They've been competing the last few years, and the program has improved. But they are going to USC with the nation's best player, uh, Caleb Williams. USC should blast these guys. Uh, they have a 40-17 total. The big question here is how long will Caleb Williams and the starters play? 
Is Lincoln Riley looking to get off to a fast start here and just blow these guys out and put up 40, 50, 60 points with the starters? Or if they go up 30 to nothing at halftime, is this thing over and they're pulling their guys? So that's the biggest question mark on this game. Um, I'm definitely going to have pieces of USC. I think you're pretty dumb not to, in my opinion. But again, San Jose State is not the worst team in the country. They'll be trailing all game long. Their quarterback is really good. They have some weapons um, and they obviously will be trailing. So I think there is some opportunity here to have some trailing points uh, from a fantasy perspective. USC's defense obviously was in the headlines all offseason. Um, if they had somewhat of a respectable defense, they'd probably make the, play, uh, the playoff last year. Um, but they didn't. They were absolutely atrocious on defense. They did get some transfers in this year. They had a few big recruits come in. We'll see. But again, until we see that, we have to anticipate, I don't know, like they're not amazing, right? So uh, very curious to see how this one's going to shake out. Again, I'm expecting USC to blow them out. But how that's going to look and how it's going to go down are the biggest questions. So going on to my top stacks here. We just touched on it, right? USC has to be up there. Um, Caleb Williams, again, best player in the country, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he's going to look to come out and get off to a fast start. You've got Dorian Singer, who transferred in from Arizona, who is a damn good receiver. He most likely should take over the number one um, slot there. You've got Brendan Rice. You've got Taj Williams. You've got some dudes, uh, obviously, that you can stack with in the receiver room. Challenges, they are obviously expensive, rightfully so. I'm going to also be taking some shots on Branch and Brown. Relik Brown was one of their top recruits last year. I think he was the number one running back in the country last year. They moved him over the receiver position this offseason. So he is going to be uh, playing in the slot. Whether he starts or not, I don't know, but he should get some good run in this game. Um, so I like Relik Brown uh, quite a bit. And then Branch, uh, he is one of the top recruits in the country. Um, and I think he's someone that, again, they're going to try to get in the mix. Um, so those two guys, a little bit on the cheaper end for UFC, um, Zachariah Branch, sorry. Uh, those two guys I'm going to be mixing in to try to get some uh, some shares of, especially on my non-stacks with USC, um, to get exposure to this game. And they could, who knows, play the whole second half um, or be in with the starters. I'm really unsure. This receiver room is really deep for USC. We'll see what Lincoln has up his sleeve here. Um Moving down in terms of probably the second favorite stack that I like, uh, it's got to be Ohio. Again, I know San Diego State has had a really good defense the last few years, but this Ohio team is really good. Um, you've got, again, um, let's see. You've got Curtis Work at quarterback. He's 5,500, very reasonable. He will probably be somewhat popular, so just know that going in and know you have to get a little bit contrarian in other spots if you're going to play him. Um, Sam Wiggles, again, he is expensive as well, 7,100. And then I think if you go down, Jacoby Jones at 6,200. Um, I think he had somewhere between a 16 or 18 yard per catch average last year. So he is their big play guy. Those are the three that I'm mainly looking for. If you want to mix in the running back, Ben Gura, you can do that as well. Um, third favorite stack, I'm probably leaning Vanderbilt. Um, you've got, again, returning quarterback A.J. Swan, 8,500, the second most expensive QB on the slate. Then you go to my favorite, who's the cheapest of the three, is Will Shepard, who had a really good season last year, probably their best receiver, but he's coming at a flat 5K, um, which I like a lot. You've also got Quincy Skinner at 5,500, and then Jada McGowan at 6,400. So you can stack with either of those guys or multiple. Um, 
as I think they're going to be a little bit more pass happy in this matchup. Going down New Mexico State, we talked about it. Diego Pavia, 7,400. It's a tad expensive for me. Uh, I will probably have some shares, but he's definitely not going to be one of my top two or three most owned quarterbacks um, just because of the price tag and the upside. He has had a few games where he's popped off and gone for 30 plus DK points in the past. So it's there. Um, is he going to do it in this matchup? I don't know. Cordell David, he is 4,700. He is New Mexico State's top receiver. If you're going to be playing that or if you're going to be playing him just by himself, Cordell David's the piece that I want of that offense. And then last but not least, San Jose State. Talked about it already. Again, I'm not expecting San Jose State to necessarily be in this game, but if they get up, USC gets up big, you've got uh, Chavon Cordero, a Cordero um, Hawaiian guy, 6,300. He can move too. He can run. So you get the upside there with his legs. Um, you've got a pretty good running game at San Jose State. Both of their running backs are back from last year with Conley and Robinson. And then you've got a few guys as well at the receiving options that are very reasonably priced. Justin Lockhart, 4,800. Charles Ross, the 4,600. Both of those guys are very much in play. And again, we're playing fantasy. So let's just play this one out. Play it out in your head, right? Play out the scenario. If USC goes up 35 to three or seven or something like that, and they start dipping starters out, you could see a touchdown or two or three out of this team to kind of backdoor cover, push the spread up, everything else. Um, and you could kind of stat pack in the second half. So this is kind of where I'm thinking in terms of San Jose State because they're obviously not going to roll over and die, I don't think. Um, chance for them to play on national television, all that. So um, I like San Jose State as kind of a bring back sneaky, point getting, cheap stack here. So that's kind of my top five stacks for the slate. Only five games, right? So, I mean, I can't talk about everybody, even though I covered half the teams here. Um, as far as my one-offs kind of ranked, not necessarily ranked, but just by price and who's my player pool. Caleb Williams up top, AJ Swan, Diego Pavia, Javon Cordero, and Curtis Rourke. If you want to take some shots on Jalen Maiden for San, or San Diego State, he's 5,900. Okay. And then Tyson, I cannot say his last name, but the UMass quarterback, former big-time recruit, went to Clemson, I believe, um, transferred around. He went there. He is 4,800. He is a dual-threat guy. If you want to play him, um, you can pair him up. He got he has some sneaky options here, which I'll talk about the receiving option or at the receiver position, but also you could just play him straight up at 4,800 in your super flex, and just hopefully he pops you know, two rushing touchdowns in, 50-plus yards, does decent in the passing game and you move on, right? So I don't think Tyson uh, for UMass is the worst play on the slate at all. Um, moving on to the running back position, look, USC, um, they've got a crowded room, right? Marshawn Lloyd transferred in to, from South Carolina, who's a really good player, 7,400 for a room that is going to be a split backfield at best is very tough for me to kind of go to. Um, again, you could do it, no problem at all, but you're kind of rolling the dice he should be lower owned, I would think, but we'll see. Ben Gura, 7,200. We touched on him a little bit. Kyrie Robinson, 5,900 for San Jose State. I think he's a really good player. I'll be playing him a decent amount this year, but this is a tough matchup, uh, obviously, versus San Jose State, who improved in the trenches, improved in linebacker play, and then also, again, should be trailing. So don't necessarily love that as much. Probably have a few shares, but not, not a ton. Uh, Keenan Christian for San, San Diego State at 5,600. Again, all eyes are pointing towards him being the starter. So I'm going to be rolling with him unless I get some news leading up to kickoff. 
Charvis Thornton for Louisiana Tech, 5,400. Uh, he is named the starter down there. Um, Tylen Hines for Hawaii at 4,700 is interesting. I think he averaged about seven yards a carry last year. I've seen multiple people come out and say uh, he is the smallest player on that offense, and he is the best player on that offense. So he's a guy, again, who could very much for 4,700 have a very good day. Doesn't take a lot to go 3X, 4X there for that guy. Um, very much in play for me. And then K-Ron Lynch-Adams for UMass, 4,500. He was named the starter as well. So Hines and Lynch-Adams down there, down below, if you need some salary savings. Uh, moving on to receiver, again, you've got the two guys up top, in my opinion, Dorian Singer and Mario Williams, I think, are USC's top two receivers. Um, Sam uh, Wiggler for Ohio, 7,100. Jaden McGowan for Bandy, 64. Jacoby Jones rounding out that Ohio, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, rounding out that Ohio receiving room, 6,200. Quincy Skinner and Will Shepard for Vandy, living in that 5K range. Justin Lockhart, if we're going below 5K. Cordell David, one of my favorites, 4,700. Charles Ross, he's in play at San Jose State at 4,600. Uh, Philippe Wesley and Josh Nicholson were named starting receivers for San Diego State. They're sitting at 4,600 and 4,100. Um, so those are both very interesting plays. Uh, Mark Pope is the guy that I wanted to touch on. He's 3,900 for UMass. Um, this is a guy who went to Miami as like a top 100 recruit a few years ago. Didn't really pan out. Transferred to Jacksonville State. That didn't pan out. Now he's at UMass. For 3,900, I'm going to take some shots on this guy as a former you know, top recruit. Um, again, 3,900 does not take a lot to pay off. If you're playing Tyson or you want to mix him into some, some other lineups to save some salary, um, I'm absolutely going to be going there. Um, I think that guy has big playability all over him, and all he needs is one or two big ones. And uh, that's a very nice salary savings payoff boomer bust guy. Moving on down here, um, Stephen McBride and Pofele. Ashlock are the two receivers named starting for Hawaii, 3,700 in the dead men 3K. So if you if you think, you know, Hawaii keeps up or they, you know, are chasing and kind of a backdoor cover situation, just like San Jose State, um, very much in play there. And then True Edwards, love that name, dead men 3K for FIU. He was named as a starting receiver for them. So you've got two guys down here at the dead men. You've got a bunch of guys in the high threes, low fours. So there is a lot of salary savings, which is why I expect Caleb Williams to be very, very highly owned, rightfully so. If you're going to fade Caleb Williams, you got to hope that Vanderbilt or Ohio or someone else absolutely explodes and it's a competitive four-quarter uh, four game. And again, your hope is that Caleb comes out, does his damage, and he's out early, right? Um but we've seen it before. Caleb could easily throw five touchdowns in the first half and score 35, 42 points and be done for the day. And you still may not be able to catch him. So um, I think the one trick here, you know, is you just got to obviously pair it right with the USC guys that you're going to put them with. But it's going to be a very interesting slate to start. Again, I expect USC to be extremely popular. So don't be afraid to get different. Don't be afraid to go get a little bit weird. We know early in the season, especially, um, very unpredictable, right? So don't be afraid to take your shots. Go with your gut. You know, don't blow your entire bankroll here in week zero. We have a huge slate coming down the pipeline next week and have some fun and kind of get those wheels greased back up for the rest of the season. So that's all I got. Uh, we're at that 20 minute mark, which is what I like to stay at. 
If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Again, right there down below, my name, The Notorious VJL. And don't uh, and don't forget to subscribe to us here on YouTube. Drop in the comments if there's anybody that you like that maybe I didn't mention. Um, I know some of you have uh, ties to these schools. Feel, come on, share it with the community. If you got some little inside info, put it in there. We, there's enough for us all to win. So um, that's it for this one, week zero. College football's back, baby.